you must not meet their eyes. Occupied Paris, the 10th day of March, 1941. At 8.20 in the evening, the man known to his resistance cell as Mathieu waited in a doorway where he could watch the entry of the metro station on the boulevard Richard-Lenoir. He tried to look beyond the entry, at the tree-lined boulevard, but there wasn't much to be seen, only shapes in the night. The street lamps had been painted blue, and the windows of apartment buildings draped or shuttered in the blackout ordered by the German occupation authority. A sad thing, he thought, a dark and silent city. Silent, because the Germans had forbidden the use of cars, buses, and taxis. But in that silence, nightingales could be heard singing in the parks, and in that darkness the streets were lit by silvery moonlight when the clouds parted. A night earlier, at the same metro, Mathieu had noticed a grey bicycle bound to the trunk of a chestnut tree by a stout chain. Now he saw that it was still there. Bicycles had never been more valuable, and soon enough this one would be stolen if its owner did not retrieve it. Where was he? What had happened to him? In a cell at some police prefecture? Possibly. But if the Paris police arrested you, friends or family would be notified and someone would have come for the bicycle. Maybe its owner was floating in the Seine. A bad fate, but not the worst fate. The worst fate was to be taken by the Gestapo. And if that were so, he might never be heard of again. Nacht und Nebel, night and fog, Hitler's very own invention. People disappeared, and nobody would ever find out what had become of them. They went out to do an errand and never returned. A sharp lesson for family and friends, punished forever by their imaginations. Now the ground trembled beneath Mathieu's feet, and he could hear a rumble from down below as the train pulled into the station. Moments later, the passengers appeared, climbing up the stairway to the boulevard. They were still wearing winter clothes because it was cold in the city. Apartments and offices barely heated for want of coal. As the crowd emerged, one woman caught his eye. She was lovely to look at, the face of a fallen angel, and dressed in the latest Paris fashion. She wore ski pants, warmer than a skirt, a ski jacket and boots. She was lucky to have the boots. Some passengers wore clogs, wood-soled shoes, as there was no leather to be had for repair. To Mathieu, the passengers looked tired and worn. They might well have looked like that at the end of a working day before the war, but for Mathieu, the weariness was different, deeper. Lately, one heard the expression, Je suis là. It meant, I am tired of the way I have to live my life. And this was what Mathieu saw in their faces, in the way they walked, but then he would think that. He cared for the people of Paris, as though he were a guardian. The woman in the ski jacket returned his look, a glance, nothing flirtatious, rueful perhaps, in other times than these. Ah, at last, here was Lisette, seventeen years old, a lycée student. She appeared not to notice him, but as she walked past the doorway, she said, her voice low and confidential, they have crossed the border, they're in Spain.